The Those Guys with Ships show is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. How are we doing? Old. <laughs> yeah, older than he was yesterday. Comfy. <laughs> Got a blanket. I'm happy. We're all older than we were yesterday. Yes. <laughs> well, um, today is December 5th, 2946, and that means that, yes, it's week two of Happy Birthday Jimmy Show. Yay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We are Those Guys with Ships, and this is episode number 131 of our show. This is the Those Guys with Ships show, our gaming community podcast, in which we discuss all the things a gaming community discusses. So we just wanted to drag uh, Jimmy in here uh, again uh, to wish him a happy, for everyone to be able to wish him a happy birthday, uh, and then he's going to, uh, to duck out and uh, spend the rest of uh, this birthday evening with uh, his lovely wife. And so, uh, but uh, Jimmy, thank you for hanging on for a second uh, to uh, allow us to, uh, to give you your propers. Oh, thank you guys. Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy, Happy birthday to you. you. Happy birthday, birthday Mr. President. Whatever Jackson's last name is. Happy birthday to you. I can't wait to see you try to sync that up. That was I was going to say, we were talking about about uh, worrying about you know talking over each other. Good luck with that. <laughs> By far and away, the worst birthday song I've ever heard in my entire life. And yet, would you rather we give our Marilyn Monroe impression? Happy birthday, Mr. President. And yet, the best. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Bye, Jimmy. See you guys. Happy birthday, buddy. <clears throat> All right. Well, now that we've gotten rid of him, guys, you got your Rogue One tickets? Oh, uh, no. We haven't gotten yet. Uh, you know what? Um, I almost bought the ones next to you and your wife. Um, but then I realized <laughs> I'd have to pay $500 to fly there in order to do it. Those are some expensive tickets. Yeah. So I opted against that and decided to go for the uh, for the one down here. Going to see a 10-15 showing on Saturday, actually. In the morning. 10-15 right. in the morning. Oh. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. And Ace, you've not you've not secured yours yet. No, I, I think I think we'll probably see the movie like after weekend showing. Hmm. Like we we went to go see uh, Force Awakens, like not quite opening night, but opening weekend. Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel quite as obligated to, to do this with Rogue One. Agree, mm. agree. It's, we were talking about that on the last show. It's uh, this is less monumental. I mean, it's it's important and uh, exciting, but uh, it doesn't have the. I don't think it necessarily has the same cultural significance that Episode Seven did. See, and yeah. I want to see this more than a regular. I've episode. I've heard that opposite argument. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I can understand. Yeah, the cultural significance. I mean, I, I completely get that, 
but to mm-hmm. me it almost i mean i almost i feel like this is more important because if they can pull this off really the first non first standalone movie yeah non-trilogy mm-hmm. movie type of thing I mean, it's gonna be pretty impressive and of course my dogs start crying right <laughs> as we did you get the stick did no, you bring the this stick is the other one he's <laughs> huge he cries like inside. a like a 15 pound dog he's 80 wow. pounds of dog <laughs> well, welcome eighty pounds of dog anywhere he wants. Pretty much, Indeed. punchline to that joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I see Our, here you've got you've got uh, catalyst mentioned. I've heard good things about that. So what, far. Yeah, I saw that. What is that exactly? That it's a is Star Wars book. It is by James Luceno. Lucero. Luceno. 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 Yes, and I'm about forty uh, percent of the way through it, according to my Kindle reader, Ooh. and uh, it's very good. I say, um, is it a page turner? Yeah, yeah, I would say. I would say um, it's um, it's basically not, no spoilers. It's uh, it's sort of the backstory for Jen uh, Jen uh, Urso and her father Galen Urso, uh, who we will uh, see in Rogue One. So uh, definitely uh, uh, cool stuff. Highly recommend you check it out. Uh, I think it's uh, it's uh, good reading for uh, the movie. Will kind of give you a leg up on what's going on instead of you know who's that? What what are they doing? You know? Oh yeah. oh, so this in, isn't this isn't the, the movie. No, 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 okay. no it's prequel. Before. Okay, it's a prequel. Uh, him too. and uh, Tim Zahn are the two writers that I really read for Star Wars. Good writers. Yeah, yeah, good. So this is the same guy that wrote uh, Tarkin, uh, Plagueis, uh, and then Rise of Darth Vader too. Yeah, so. yeah. So he's a, he's he's good. So anyway, um, yeah, I'm not going. Um, uh, my ticket dude uh, went off and had a baby about six months ago, so um, his priorities are all screwed up. So. I am not going to the opening show, but I will be going on Sunday morning or Sunday yeah, Sunday afternoon, actually. So uh, we can uh, when we reconvene uh, on the nineteenth. Yes, we will. Uh, we will. Uh, well, Mace may not have seen it yet, so maybe we'll have to do a spoiler-free. Uh, just, I will oh do wow! My how best. cool is that? Okay, yes, yes, please. There's your homework. Go to the movies. <laughs> go, go see movies. Boy, the the homework I get from this show is so, some of the most interesting and exciting homework. Yeah, <laughs> at least it's not hard. I mean, come on. Yeah, really. How hard is that one? <laughs> All right. Well, so guys, um, you know, community show. I thought um, it's been uh, the um, the holiday sale and the um, uh, the war bond sales on ships, which is uh, the new fancy name for uh, cash discounts for ships, uh, uh, kicked up a little bit of controversy. So I, I thought we would just take a, a little bit of time to uh, discuss. Uh, discounts for cash purposes, you know, how do we feel about that? And then cash purchases versus melting. So I wanted to start this off by reading the uh, disclaimer that came at the bottom of the Prowler page, the Asperia Prowler. Um, It said, remember, we are offering this pledge ship to help fund Star Citizen's development. The funding generated by sales such as this is what allows us to include deeper, non-combat-oriented features in the Star Citizen world. Concept ships will be available for in-game credits in the final universe, and they are not required to start the game. So, you know, reminder for for those who uh, may be new to the show and may not or maybe new to Star Citizen too. What is needed to start the game is any ship package. So you can still get a, a Star Citizen starter ship package for forty-five bucks, and a Star Citizen, um, I'm sorry, and a Star Citizen Plus Squadron Forty Two combo package for just sixty. So um, I still, I still think that's a heck of a bargain. Yeah, so. yeah it's like two. That's two games in one. Really, I mean, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. And uh, um, and then you know, I, I think. The, this is my opinion on this, and I'll be interested to hear what you guys have to say about it. But um, my take on it is that we are not buying ships; that we, 
we are incentivized with ships to donate to the development of these games, but and it's a subtle distinction, I know. Uh, but I do believe it's important. Um, so now regarding the war bond ship discounts, you know, like ten bucks. The Avenger was ten bucks on the um, uh, the uh, uh, the Renegade, the uh, Titan Renegade. Ten bucks difference. The Hornet was ten bucks. So you know, roughly ten percent, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less. So it's not a lot of money. So you know, ten or twenty bucks. If that's a bank breaking amount for for you, um, then it's you know, I, I don't think that we're talking to people that this is. Um, uh, if you're considering, you know, a pledging for Star Citizen, I don't think ten dollars makes a difference, especially when you're talking about sixty dollars for a combo pack for two games. You know, can is that worth seventy dollars? It could be. You know, is it worth ten dollars? Ten dollars more? Twenty dollars more? I think so. Um, so. Anyway, what do you what do you um, uh, what do you guys think before we uh, move on to uh, the differences between buying and melting? May I? Sure. Because my answer is going to be real short. I have no no dog in this fight. I bought the ships that I wanted, and except for maybe the hoplite, whenever that happens, I have mm. no other interest in buying any more ships at this point. So, I think it's an interesting controversy. But my I'm sitting on the sideline eating popcorn at this point. So does it bother you um, if a, a ship uh, goes on sale uh, for store credit for the same price that you paid for it, but if you pay cash, you get it for $10 cheaper? Not particularly. Okay. These are, yeah. these are digital goods. Uh, at the, it seems increasingly clear that LTI is going to be a common thing just in general for most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, where whereas when it start when this started, LTI was supposed to be a rare thing. I think nowadays we're just going to see most people have LTI on their ships, and that the thrill comes from engaging in that combat and in those stories, less about worrying about losing your ship entirely. Which mm-hmm. I think is the smart way to go about it. Honestly, I feel like stakes in the moment versus permanent stakes is probably the the more uh, interesting gameplay experience. And, and and I I think that makes sense. I mean, playing Planet Side, you have a, a, a resource that replenishes that you know when you pull when you buy or, or uh, request a new vehicle, and the mm-hmm. stakes are using that vehicle in that combat moment, not whether or not that vehicle is then yours to use in the future at any point. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's where it's going to be. The interest is going to come from is those stakes in the moment. Can we defend this? Can I make this smuggling run? Can I escape these pirates? Not oh god. This is everything on the line. This is a game right. at the end of the day. It should be fun. Right. So in, in your insurance policy is going to uh, allow you to replace, whether it's LTI or, or uh, some duration of time, is going to allow you to replace the ship. It's going to, in the moment, the risk of losing the ship and how long it takes to replace it, you know, aside from what kind of insurance you have, is probably going to be more relevant. So Right. True? So, yeah. so uh, whether or not you get it through cash purchases or melting, aside from the the small amusement I get from you every time you melt a particular <laughs> ship, I, I I really could care less. Listen, listen to the next first cast. No, oh, jeez. Yeah, we had an anniversary sale. Oh, oh no! Yeah, I was going to ask you. Break you out what, the acetylene uh, torch. <laughs> um, uh, just real quick, uh, yes, um, uh, Star Gemini, uh, Starfarer Gemini, no more. Um, I did get the, uh, I got the Renegade with the uh, with the groovy uh, TGWS colors, and um, because that was my package ship, I had to replace that. So um, I got a Griswold. I'm I'm sporting a Mustang Alpha combo pack. So 
How cool is that? Nice. I feel like maybe your hanger is less like a blowtorch and more like one of those revolving catalogs that you just sort of like spin. Like I want yeah. this one. Click, 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 click. All right, grab that one. <laughs> kind of like the, at the uh, at the hamburger diner where you can spin the little thing and select your song. Exactly. Mm. Same thing. Yeah. So, so you still have the Endeavor then? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. No, the Endeavor's that's my my main show. Did you pick up um, any packages so. with it or any more? Because I know you're talking the- about those. Yes, I got the uh, the fuel pod also, mm. and then I've got a bunch of of, of money on account uh, still, so that when we get our next unmelt tokens, I can get my uh, cutlass red out of hawk. <laughs> yes, oh, I need cutlasses. that. I need that. So yeah, but so anyway, Mark, what do you are uh, how how are you feeling about the um, about the uh, the ten dollar differential there? Yeah, well, I mean, it does. It is a percentage. It's pretty obvious. I mean, for the prowler, I want to say it was a. $40 difference? Yes. Maybe more, something yes. like that? Yes. So it was a percentage of the cost. And I know, having looked at that and trying to figure out how I wanted to do that, I mean, I had, you, as we were speaking about uh, via text uh, when, when it was happening, uh, you know, I I was able to melt everything I owned. <laughs> and then I had to pay 20 bucks after I used, you know, because I had my Centurion award that I had never used for my, you know, like, the, was it 10% or 20% off, whatever it was. Um, right. You know, so I used that, and I, you know, I didn't have to pay much more money in. Um, but having said that once again it's you know i hadn't i mean besides the subscription that i do every month because i i really like the content coming out you know and, mm-hmm. I, and it gives us something to talk about so why would i not subscribe for 10 bucks a month for that um right. other than that you know i mean my i think i go in there with the mindset that this is really is is just that it's really just spurring game development i mean mm-hmm. anybody going into them is just is just an added benefit if they allow me to melt stuff, sure. Um, was I initially uh, was my interest peaked by saving you know forty dollars if I you know spent all on cash? Yeah, sure. You think, oh man, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, it's a deal. It's kind of like, oh, do I really pass the sale just for this other thing? You know, or it's it's not as much um, not as much bang for my buck, I guess. Because uh, mm-hmm. in total money I've put in, obviously I spent more then, but. I didn't have to spend any new money. You know, I spent very little new money. So right. I think, you know, once again, it's, it, it, if someone really wants a ship and they like everything else they have, you know, why not? If you want to, you know, if you want to fund the game, go for it. Do I have any specific, you know, hatred of those that don't do it or do do it? Or do I really care that they're doing it this way? No. I mean, frankly, they're, they're, the, the ship prices have consistently gone up and up in terms of the what I want to say, the size of ship versus the dollar, I guess, however you want to do that. Um, they have been going up, and this kind of brings them back down maybe for those people just getting in that want to grab mm-hmm. something. Um, but, I mean, people already have already been invested. What, what's what's the big deal? You know, why why get your panties in a twist for, once again, I mean, at that price, $40 difference, is it really that big a deal? No, not really. Or the larger right. ships. I mean, like an Idris, and what was it, 1300 I mean, come on. You know, yeah, you're gonna save a hundred and some bucks, but I mean, is it that big a deal when you're already spending that much? And clearly, you've probably spent a lot more, um, you know, before. So, I don't know. I think it's I think it's much do about nothing, honestly. Okay, so so let's take the donation um, uh, idea a little bit further and say, suppose you bought tickets to a um, uh, an entertainment gala put on by a local um, uh, nonprofit that was raising money for some good cause, mm-hmm. and you spent 
50 bucks for the tickets, but unfortunately, uh, for whatever reason, ticket sales aren't going well. And uh, with a week before the, the show, uh, they dropped the price by 10 bucks to 40 bucks. Are, if you paid $50 for, the, for, the, for your ticket, are you going to feel like you deserve to get 10 bucks back? Uh, not me. Me neither. Uh, yeah. I, I think, yeah. I, think yeah. I take the long view or tend to take a step back. Um, right. Do a little self-examining when it comes to things like that. Yay! Uh, but I'm, maybe maybe that's not normal. I no, I agree with you. Um, I think that makes sense. I, I feel like if it's... Well, so uh, taking your hypothetical into consideration, if it's for a cause, if you feel selfish after losing that money, if it's all going to a cause anyway, maybe take a stick back and think about what you're pledging that money towards that cause if you think it was worth it in the first place. Right. Or if you have that money to spend right. in the first place. Yeah. Well, I, I think of, of the development of this game as sort of a cause. I mean, yeah. it's, I, it's something I feel like um, has not been done before and something that uh, without, um, without the, the support of folks like us, uh, very difficult to make happen um, given the uh, game development uh, industry environment. So, um, no, it's hesitant not, to know, call it a charity, not, per se, uh, but yes, I get your point. No, it's not a yeah, right, 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 right. So it's, but it's it's so anyway. I I feel good enough about the cause uh, that um, it it doesn't uh, it doesn't bother me, and um, it sounds like you guys are, are sort of uh, similarly positioned in your opinion. Yeah, I would say it's definitely a matter of uh, well, wow. You know what? I had this beautiful thing I was going Did to it say. Just fly out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, <laughs> quick, close the windows before it gets out. Twas gone, never to return. Uh, well, uh, let's move on then. Yeah, I would look underneath the eighty-pound dog. <laughs> That's probably there. He ate it. All right. So, but let's, uh, also, let's talk a little bit about the melting. So, um, uh, I think uh, you know my personal opinion. It's important to remember that melting ships does not fund development, and uh, and CIG. Uh, to my knowledge, does not have to allow us to melt ships. That there's nothing. There was nothing. I don't recall. Certainly, I, I was not enticed by any statement anywhere that said. And you know, once you spend this money, you can uh, you can uh, you know uh, sell us back your ship for the price you paid for it and buy another ship instead. Um, that's you know the first time I heard about melting, I'm like, oh wow, oh my god, and and then the madness ensued. <laughs> Help um, me, but, I have a sickness. <laughs> oh, that was bad. <laughs> So, um, you know, I, I, but I, you know, so I look at it, the way that I look at it is that it's a privilege, that it's, it's not a right, you know, that, um, you know, I'm grateful for being allowed uh, to do so because it, it has, with the amount of money um, uh, that I have put into the game and um, I'm able to, to, uh, I'm able to try most any ship that um, that I, I want, um, or not most any, but but the ships that I'm interested in in uh, flying in the uh, in the baby PU, um, I, I've had an opportunity to do that, um, and I've had an opportunity to sort of reconfigure my personal hangar to just you know whatever uh, role fancy uh, I fancy in the moment. Um, uh, been able to do that too, so you know that's entertainment value. So yes, I I'm, I'm and I'm very grateful for having. Uh, the opportunity to get that entertainment from the game too, but I don't have an expectation that uh, is going to be allowed um, that I should be allowed to do that. And but I do also believe that if uh, if they were to discontinue that, they would give us ample warning and say, "Look, you know what? The whole melting thing is not working. Uh, so six months hence, um, you know, it's going to have to be 
um, you know, you're going to have to either you know melt everything and have store credit, or uh, pick the ships that you want and hang on to those. Um, so. Um, I don't know. What do you guys? Uh, what do you guys think about it? Well, I think that you bring up a good point. Is that one? And it's kind of expound on it a bit. One of them is you know if you didn't give people a way to kind of uh, take a step back and then maybe use that in a different direction as they change kind of how they feel about what they want to do, mm-hmm. then you'd have people being a lot more leery and dumping the larger money, you know, sums of money in there. Uh, you know, it'd be something where, yeah, you'd buy the Dragonfly. Why? Because it's 35 bucks on a big deal. But no one's going to jump in, you know, with two feet for a $200 ship that they may not even want to then use. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you have that option, say, look, you can get this. Yeah, and if you don't like it, not a big deal. You know, we'll give you the money to use this credit, and you can kind of, you know, figure something else out you want. And then, you know, once we get all the game systems in place and we figure out what the thing is and you really get a good understanding of what you want to do and how you want to play, then, yeah, we're going to lock it down eventually and then you won't be able to trade it out anymore. But until then, you know, have fun. It's already, you know, the money's there. Enjoy it and, you know, figure out what you want to do. I, I think that's very enticing to people. It's kind of a low barrier kind of thing. You know, it's, it's, it's getting that barrier to entry very low and allowing mm-hmm. a lot of a leeway in the case as you try to figure out what you want to do or how you want to do things. I, I think the removal of that would be... I, w- I would venture to say that'd be very, very detrimental to any kind of ship sales. Like you'd kind of, you know, you'll lay yeah. into that uh, without question. I think. Yeah, I, I, I think you're probably right. I think that um, they, I, I, and that was just an extreme hypothetical. I don't think that they would do that. No, I don't um, think so either. But there's no reason to. But, their, their, their model's working just fine right now. And I, but I think that that the melting mechanic has made. Um, uh, uh, the development process more entertaining. Oh, oh, for sure. Know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, Ace, you have a strong opinion about melting. I I shudder every time I hear that blowtorch open. <laughs> <laughs> my my opinion what? on melting is gleep melting jokes. <laughs> have you ever melted a ship? Um. Yes, I did. Uh, I have melted. Uh, I started with an Avenger. Mm-hmm. Here's Ace's Ace's ship profile. Started with an Avenger as the very first ship because I like I love the shape of the space penguin. Mm-hmm. Uh, thought it looked like a miniature space shuttle. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I really had my eyes set on the Cutlass. Mm-hmm. It's one of the ship that I really really wanted. So eventually, I melted the Avenger, paid the difference, got a Cutlass. Mm-hmm. Cutlass showed up in point eight and one and was Awful. a little rough. Don't be rough that way. Yeah. So space pig. Um, and uh, got a new job uh, and ended up getting uh, a super hornet package, so mm-hmm. the weekend warrior package. Um, and then um, melted the uh, cutlass because I thought the gladius looked super cool, so mm-hmm. I got that. And then moved from the gladius to the uh, saber. Um, and then. Uh, got a retaliator standalone at one point during an anniversary sale for mm-hmm. for roughly for fairly cheap, and then uh, melted. I don't think it, did I melt anything for the to get the Vanguard. I don't think I did. I think I just bought that outright. Um, and then I uh, picked up an Aurora uh, on a weekend just for cheap because mm-hmm. I thought they're I thought they're new ships, and I looked around my hangar at a time when you could see all the ships in your hangar and went, all right, I think I'm done. <laughs> I have and, well. a lovely stable now. Uh, basically, yeah, and I apologize if you can hear that in the background. That guy backing into your driveway again? No, somebody is, somebody's having a car is having a bad day at the moment. Aw, uh, um, poor car. 
But uh, as far as the rest of that is concerned, like that that's it. And then uh, it, when the dropship version of the... Oh, oh, I, I melted uh, the Cutlass... And I think I got the Redeemer when it when those when uh, the next great starship wrapped. That feels oh, like okay. so That's long ago back. now. Yeah, because it was a long time ago. Um, oh, there it, it goes like two again. Two years ago. Uh, yeah. Well, and then and then that didn't pan out. I think I think I I got the Redeemer off of melting some of that, uh, and it turned around. We're and now we're you know full circle the redeemer is or not redeemer the uh the vanguard is going to be a dropship variant so i'll probably get the hoplite and then i'll have my my full stable of ships oh well so but uh so net net though you can uh you can count the number of buyback pages you have on one hand pretty much pretty much (laughs) i can't do that uh i imagine you i imagine your buyback page probably looks like the same like my mods page for skyrim in the 30s (laughs) no yes it's 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 substantial. All right. Well, um, yeah. So I, I anyway. I, th- I think that it's um, uh, I think it's sort of a, a mixed blessing. You know, kind of kind of like that um, the studio update report. You know, it's a, it's it's really groovy, and I think it's also it's created expectations uh, in in folks that uh, sometimes uh, get pushed a little too far. But um, uh, I don't. It's I I think um, I think you know it's it's also interesting to consider. Um, and I think Mark, you kind of addressed this. Uh, would CIG have raised more or less money without melting? I stand by that. I think it'd still be. I think I think it would be less. It's just yeah, scary. I, it's yeah. too scary for people to I, dump their money into something. Yeah, I think want. less probably makes more sense too because this way you can do it by increments. I yeah, can spend yeah. if I spend like a hundred and ten dollars and be like, woof. Oh man, that's a lot of money. And then I like, turn around and was like, oh, but there's this two hundred and forty dollars shit that I want to buy too. Oof, that's mm-hmm. also a lot of money. Maybe I'll hold off on that. But if it's like, oh, well, it's only like sixty bucks because of this mm-hmm. ship. I'll just melt this and get that. And like, yeah. I don't want to look at what my bottom line is actually is for. I'm pretty sure I'm like one of the admirals as far as like purchasing power is gone. So, but that's over been over time. That's been short chunks over a little bit of time, uh, which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you you know. My rent is, you know, a thousand or so every month. But if we had to pay all of that at once for the entire year, I would never be able to do it. Right, right. Well, you know, me, I guess, in kind of to wrap wrap it up, I just, I, I think that if at the margin, you know, CIG is trying to attract new people to the game, and, you know, we're up to one, almost one and three quarter million citizens. Um, I, I, we were discussing on the last show that not... Not all of those people own ships, but um, certainly uh, uh, it wasn't that long ago that we were celebrating the millionth citizen. So um, uh, the the game, uh, the appeal or the uh, the interest in the game is certainly continuing to grow. If uh, if at the margin, if uh, a person who's looking to join, if they can be incentivized to join the game for by paying less cash, you know, you know, get the the same ship for a discount if they pay cash for it. Uh, then um, I'm not going to be mad about that at all. I mean, that's I think that's uh, I think that's that's a, a good way to uh, to attract uh, um, more uh, to get people invested. You know, to get people invested in in the um, in the dream, as it were. So mm-hmm. well, it's all it's all making the game better. You know, it's all yeah. making sh- more a, a more sure thing. Uh, why why would you why would you be mad about that? Right. Well, I mean, I think that. 
I think there are some people that um, that uh, have an idea, especially folks you know that have been backers since the very beginning. Um, and I'm not saying all people that have have been backing since the beginning, but there are some people who believe that. Um, because they've been around longer, that they are entitled uh, to go to the front of the line every time something new and exciting comes out, you know, and that they should always be uh, given the um, uh, the best uh, uh, the best deal. Yes. And uh, you know, so going back to my uh, my entertainment gala um, analogy, I mean, I just just because you know I paid for my tickets, you know, um, six months ahead of time, and uh, they have to drop the ticket prices to fill the room the day before. I'm not going to be saying, "Well, hey, wait a second, you know, I, where's I want my ten dollars back, you know, or I need, I should, I should, I should have first crack at those tickets, you know." Yeah. Um, so, uh, but that's that's just my 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 perspective, and um, you know, um, you can't, uh, especially when it comes to money, you know, um, you know, you don't you don't want to uh, assume uh, what it's like in other people's shoes. So, but um, I do. Um, I do think that there was a bit of controversy around uh, the uh, the war bond thing, and so I thought we would address it because addressing things is fun. It is, I like playing dress up. Wait, what? <laughs> but not as fun as the Asperia Prowler. Grr. <laughs> yeah. So we had some Q and A's, and we saved these over from the um, from the news show because Mark, we know you have one, as you were just saying. And uh, did you guys, by chance, see uh, the Loremakers um, Guide to the Galaxy uh, on the Cabal yeah. system? Yes. Inter- interesting. Interesting. I thought that um, uh, interesting that. Uh, uh, that was where I guess they found the um, the plans for the Prowler or the uh, the inspiration for the Prowler was on uh, a Cabal Three. I think it was. Well, the actual Prowlers. It wasn't just sh- it wasn't just plans. They found ships. No, I thought I thought a spear. Oh, then a Spiria built um, a knockoff. No. Yes, then they took it back to their you know you know Asperia headquarters and you know wherever Asperia R and D and uh, broke it down and made a made a made eh? a baby. What? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure where I was going with that. But, you know, you know, figured all the okay, bits so and bobs, put it all back together. Hope they, they reverse right. engineered it. Yes. Or I can also say reverse engineer. Either way works I for me. I think that's better than made a baby, honestly. <laughs> I kind of like took it apart, put it with the bits and bobs, and made a baby. <laughs> I think look, I'm going Mom, with that. Look what I made. Look what I made, Mom. <laughs> um, well, I'm... Um, so uh, there was just a, a quick blurb on uh, what the Prowler is. If you're listening at home, and uh, what's what's this Prowler they're talking about? Um, the, when I when I hear Prowler, I always think of Fargo. Yeah, Prowler needs a jump. <laughs> well, of course, you still know what I think of when I hear Prowler. No, what's Halo. that? Halo. Oh, the Halo. Halo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Which I still think the winner of the uh, the the hand drawn art contest was a was a someone just stencil drew the uh, the, the UNSC from, Prowler uh, yeah yeah I can or see the, that uh, the Prowler from Halo yeah. we all agree it should have been the macaroni guy <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah. Mac- macaroni for the win so um, named after the UPE military designation the Prowler is a modernized version of the infamous Tavaran armored personnel carrier Asperia's Astro Asperia's Astro engineers were given unmitigated access to study original versions of the ship recently discovered in the Cabal system to help meticulously reconstruct the vehicle. Now the Prowler is the perfect fusion of two cultures: the elegance and effectiveness of the Tavaran war machine combined. How's it effectiveness? They lost twice. Uh, combined with the reliability of modern human technology. Pretty cool, huh? Indeed. That was that was well done. 
Thank you. Um, so anyway, I, I picked a couple of questions, and then Mark, um, uh, I, I know that you uh, you studied these Q and A's meticulously. So I, I'm I'm thinking you'll probably have some comments to make uh, in general it's about possible. I read them a few times each. <laughs> possible. Uh, but the one that jumped out at me, which I thought might be of uh, universal interest, would be. Why would someone buy the Prowler over a Redeemer or Hoplite? And the answer they gave is, the Prowler is built for stealth deployment and emergency extraction. If you're going in quiet or coming out loud, the Prowler is an excellent choice. On the flip side, the Redeemer and the Hoplite are designs that are more heavily that more heavily incorporate considerations for direct ship to ship combat, being a gunship and a fighter respectively. So do you agree, Mark? Uh yes, I do. Uh it was interesting. After seeing that I you know I, I haunt Reddit Reddit uh religiously because you know why not and mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 there have been some very interesting arguments actually around this question um, and kind of like you know how the Redeemer would compare to the Prowler and how the Hoplite compares to the Prowler especially since um, the videos that people have released from the uh, um, not not Evocati but people that have mm-hmm. you know gotten the single player version of it somehow and pulled the assets out and dumped them into uh, uh, their hangars or something like that and walked around um mm-hmm. The interesting thing, and to bring up a good point, is the Prowler doesn't have a whole lot of guns compared to the Redeemer. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's setup is a lot of people, where the Redeemer has six passengers total, with I think five or six crewmen. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the Prowler has two crewmen, and then fourteen other people. Okay. And the hoplite then is kind of a kind of an in between. It's only got two crewmen, but it's got six seats. I think when I was looking at the video, I believe it's six seats. Uh, so what you have here is kind of a range of stuff uh, to kind of fit kind of every need. I mean, really, the prowler is most definitely the least, I would say, armed of mm-hmm. the three. I believe probably the most in gangly, but on the flip side of that, it's also you know almost definitely the most stealthy. I think the redeemer is probably the least stealthy. And I mm-hmm. think the the hoplite will probably fall into the category of not really stealthy, but it can get where it needs to get quicker than anything else. So you kind of get that surprise factor. Um, I do sort of wonder what the VTOL capability of the hoplite will be in comparison to the others, because I can sure. see them, the Asperia uh, Prowler and the um, uh, uh, Redeemer both have engines, main engines that rotate downwards. So yeah. if you need to arrest forward speed in a hurry, you can do that in a way that the the hoplite doesn't seem to have that power for. And I think mm. what you're going to see is I, I think we'll, we will probably see, judging by how they're kind of positioning these ships, is you'll see the prowler. It'll see it'll kind of go in this kind of order. This is if you, you'll see a kind of the uh, the prowler and the redeemer and the hoplite, and by that I mean the prowler will probably more than likely be the slowest. I wouldn't be mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it is, but it's the stealthiest. Uh, the Redeemer will probably be a good middle ground, and but it's going to be loud, and you know, and, and you're going to notice it from far away. But it's going to power through anything it needs to. All right, it's got it's a, basically a gunship. You know, like I said, a lot of people compare it to like a Hind or um, the uh, the uh, Russian you know attack helicopter that's got the seats in the back and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And then you're going to, and then the the Hoplite is more probably less armored of the three. But the ability is that it can, you know, once again swoop in, deliver its, you know, payload, and get out quickly. Um, <laughs> an interesting thing is too is all three of them are revolve around a kind of a different method of getting out. Uh, the Prowler side exits; it does have a rear exit, 
but really I think that's more for loading than unloading. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, uh, I mean, if you're trying to get people out quickly, that's going to be what you're going to do. You're going to dump them out the side as quick as possible and get out of there. The Redeemer uh, has a hatch in the bottom. So it's got the uh-huh. uh, it's got the, the docking clamp, whatever it was, the dock, the docking ring. Okay. Um, and zip down. Right, exactly. They can zip down however they want to get out that way or attach directly to a ship to a you know, to a door on a ship. The hoplite on the other hand has a rear exit. Uh, mm-hmm. which is very effective if you're gonna do like some kind of hot drop or you're just gonna you're you're gonna swoop in there at high speed, you're gonna slow down barely, uh, just enough that people aren't dying when they're jumping out, and then you're gonna get out of mm-hmm. there. So you probably won't sit down at all. Um to be most effective because it's got that rear exit. So people can just hop out the back. Um, hmm. I, I think what really you have is you have uh, three very different ships that provide different kinds of roles, but depending on the situation, all of them can be extremely effective if they're used now, what, in the correct way. What about the Retaliator dropship version? Okay, the Retaliator dropship it would really be one step beyond a prowler to me okay retaliator yeah, i feel going, like that's large-scale combat at that exactly point. If you're I believe, dropping in a ship that big yeah i believe the last time i looked it had 24 seats 28 yeah it's you're you're, de- you're deploying yeah. like a, a small platoon or a company yeah, exactly. okay. Yeah. Okay. that one a what i see yeah that. i see them dumping I'm, I'm, i see that one dumping down for holding an area or taking a very large area you're, you're dropping one of those down there after you know some lines have been held or something like that they're reinforcing or you know if you've got some time you can sit it down now given that thing's got a ton of guns so it's yeah, done. I can see the a prowler. Let's say if you're attacking a, um, what is it? The uh, a kingship, for example. You land in the bay with a prowler or a uh, redeemer or a hoplite. They unload troops and establish a forward base. And once the hangar's been clear of enemies, then a retaliator swoops in and drops off the rest of the troops. Yeah, a, a retaliator would definitely. Be, I could see definitely be using for a reinforcing type of action, which is exactly what you're talking about. You know, you, well, you remember, remember also uh, a fifth ship, uh, the Starfarer Gemini, uh, has a troop transport variant too. Does it? Yeah, I thought it was just a military uh, refueling system. Oh, I'm sorry, the Genesis. I'm sorry, the Genesis, Genesis Starliner. <laughs> Starliner. Yeah. The, Genesis. the Starfarer does not strike me as a very tactically sound <laughs> dropship. Okay, melted well, you know, so many ships. So much fuel. What's the problem? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think uh, I think that the, the Genesis is then again on top of that that uh, kind of an order of magnitude then again above the uh, the Retaliator with a Genesis. Really, what you're doing is that's reinforcing a um, or you know re uh, used to be reinforcing a an established base or something like that. It's not going to have a lot of guns. Excuse me. I know we know it doesn't have a lot of a lot of uh, firepower. Uh, at least you know from what we've seen anyway. Really, what that is—that's dropping it behind your own lines because you know it's a big, big ass ship. So you're gonna have to land it in a large area. You're gonna have to have you know a lot of things defending it. It, it you really would not drop that in a hot zone. That's really right. purely reinforcing a large scale, kind of like a. Um, I mean, you know, I'm trying to get a good example. You wouldn't be using that at all on the beaches of Normandy. The other it's ones, a personnel transport. Yeah, the other ones have than, their places. That one does not in that situation. That is definitely yeah. one where you're, everything is safe when you're landing that. You're not going to waste... You're not going to take the chance that someone would shoot down that thing with rockets because you'd right. kill 300 people. You know. Right, right. Okay, well, um, cool. Did you have anything else from part one that you wanted to bring up? Uh, part one, a couple of things. One, the uh, the grav... Uh, what do they call them? Gravlevs, I think, whatever they were. Uh, we saw them on the dragonflies. 
mm-hmm. that's extremely interesting. Uh, we didn't get it in the Q and A. I don't believe uh, we may have. First question. I don't think we did, but I know Ben tweeted out uh, about it um, officially that they are planning on using those to somehow attach to either the ground or ship as you come in. So essentially, allowing it to turn into kind of like the the hovercraft mode that we saw in the Dragonfly, where it essentially attaches to the ground somehow, um, which is interesting because no other ship can do that. So being able to do that would be extremely useful. Then essentially, you're a ground, you're, you're high speed ground transport type of thing, um, which keeps you as low as possible. You can go much much faster if you can stay if you know that you can't go below three feet off the ground. Does that make sense? Right. You have nothing. Right. You don't have to worry about nosing in. So that type of thing is extremely useful. Not to mention the fact that they had mentioned before that uh, we were going to have to have actually disable ships in order to actually board them, or they had to be standing still in order to, in order for another ship to you know attack them or get in them. So having the ability to actually attach to the ship may alleviate that concern because then you're attached. Right. You, know, you can do right. whatever you want, and the ship can still be moving. So it gives that kind of that stealth aspect a little bit. That kind of that first strike capability is uh, much much higher than. So interesting, you know, um, uh, troop ins- insertion, uh, ex- I, I'm sorry, what's the opposite of insertion? Exfil. Exfiltration, yeah. Exfiltration, yes. Infill, so, exfil, something like that, yeah. Um, very, uh, you know, s- some some nice distinction between the different ships on uh, on uh, uh, doing the, playing that role. Oh, certainly. You know, I mean, you know, it's you're, you're able to have... Uh, Ships that uh, are specialized uh, in one little way or another that uh, uh, make that um, that makes sense to have all five of them. <laughs> yeah, well, it really does. I think what they're doing is they've managed to find niches for each of these and really define what kind of role they can do, and once again, not make any one really good at all of them. Right. You know. Right. And for me, yeah. I would prefer to do the. You know, it's interesting because Johnny really doesn't doesn't really. Uh, Really prefers to be the um, the loud, uh, you know. Have you know? He, he doesn't want to bother. <laughs> what's the best way to say this? He doesn't want to want to uh, uh, sit there for an hour to take one place, waiting for guys to go by him or something like that. Me, I love it. Can't get enough of it. Could do that stuff all the day. All 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 the like, convert ops, the the, the the reconnaissance things like that. Love it. So this is the kind of ship really really pertains to that sort of stuff. For him, maybe a Redeemer or a Hoplite or something like that, where you can get in and get out. It's loud. It doesn't really matter. A lot of shooting going on. High adrenaline. Right. And it's good that they have those that kind of variety. Yeah, because there, there will undoubtedly be situations that call for both. Exactly. And uh, yeah, if you look at their mission, uh, look at the uh, the development uh, line, uh, they've got the uh, covert ops in there. They're planning on doing it. So, I mean, the, so very interesting. Yeah. Well, in the second part, uh, the question that jumped out at me was, does the Prowler have a bed slash toilet? And the answer <laughs> is, the Prowler does not currently have a bed splash toilet, but we are still configuring the interior. There is a ready room area behind the cockpits, which could be used for this purpose, but that might be better served as an area to equip armor and store additional weapons and ammunition. Now, I myself am a, made a bit squeamish by the idea of a bed slash toilet. I firmly believe that these should be distinct and very separate appliances. Also, I believe that the old adage, don't poop where you eat, can easily be extended to include where you equip armor and where you store additional weapons and ammunition. But maybe that's just me. Gotta keep this max clear. Yeah, that's the, that's, yeah, that's the narrow view, Gleep. <laughs> Anyone in the military say. will tell you that, that, well, I mean, at least in the Marines anyway, um, 
uh, I say plastic bags and water bottles. Mm. You guys can do the math on what you'd use and where. Um, you know, it's disgusting. <laughs> but say you if you're in the desert it. or in a forest or you know yep. in the Arctic where, where there is no proper lavatory, you make do. Yep. It turns out uh, the body needs what it needs, and uh, it will not wait for you. So more mm. toilet. So you will, you know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Well, besides, all you need to do is, you know, have a vacuum system. You just dump the, the, the poop oh, into space. No one wants frozen poop sickles. That's just, <laughs> that's just wrong. Is that an asteroid? No. <laughs> no, we were just behind well, the Genesis. Well, now I know that if I'm flying behind the Prowler to fly above and maybe a little bit to the side. Right. Captain, <laughs> I'm picking something up on radar. <laughs> oh. Well, was there uh, anything in the uh, the second Q and A that uh, that struck your fancy? Perhaps a fancy a little more serious than mine. Yes. Uh, well, two things, but uh, both of them really quick. Uh, first off, the one way glass on the cockpits. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I mean, mm, come on, that yes. is so cool. Um, so, to anyone that doesn't know, basically what it is is uh, the front. If you look at the Prowler, it doesn't look like it has a cockpit. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like that. Um, it's. Uh, Siding or whatever you want to call it, the the, the uh, whatever it has for armors, you know, it, it encompasses the entire vehicle. It doesn't. One of the the the, the kind of the also uh, the a hallmark to Varn, um, kind of aspect of the ships is that it's got the one way glass or the one way right. cockpit glass. So essentially, you you know, you can see out, people can't see in. So in the fact that they've actually mentioned they're actually planning on keeping that as a Tavarn special thing right now, I think it's pretty cool. That's very very. Um, um, unique, I think, and that did, really gives them kind of an identity if they do do that. Didn't really Kit cool. from Knight Rider have one-way glass? Did, I'm trying to think. Did it? That is such a dated or was it just Or was it just tinted? <laughs> Could have been just tinted. I was yeah, going to go for the... Uh, yeah, have you, you guys remember. played uh, Titanfall? Yeah. Titanfall. Well, the, the first one, too. yeah. Yeah, with the... Uh, just the the, the the displayed screen, like when the hatch comes down, like the, yeah. the, the, the your display like lights up with the, with the view outside. That's a yeah. really neat effect. Yeah, and I think that's... I have a feeling that's kind of... With, well, I guess they probably won't go for that here because they don't really need to. They just have the one way. But, uh, yeah, for sure, that's definitely cool. Uh, other thing quickly I want to talk about is the phalanx shield. Um, describe it really briefly. Essentially what it amounts to is that it's a very strong shield but requires someone actively managing it to make it useful. Otherwise, it's going to mm. be even worse than a normal shield, if that makes sense. So, Can you explain what the phalanx shield is? Sure, the phalanx shield, from what I understand, is basically like any, any other uh, ooh, energy shield that we mm-hmm. currently have. The only difference is, is that in the Tavarns, they essentially had a very, very powerful version of a shield that allowed them to, um, uh, di- you know, depending on the direction they were facing, allowed them to uh, use it to great effect, essentially. It was essentially impenetrable for a lot of stuff. Um and they've gone, and then at that point, then they've gone and reproduced it according to the Asperia you know, stuff. The idea being then, like I said, to get that maximum effectiveness, you really, really have to know how to use the shield, which is cool. You know, it gives you kind of a, uh, I can really picture you got your pilot flying in there, you know, Ace doing his thing, trying to get in there just right, you know, flying, you know, and he's, he's also got control of maybe the, the auto turret up top. And mm-hmm. then, uh, and then you have one guy sitting on that shield trying to maximize usefulness as they're getting fired from the left, getting fired from the right, trying to protect the guys as they're getting out, you know, directing things accordingly, uh, just to maintain that shield's, you know, power in the right areas. So I think being, you know, people, lots of people have said, why would you not want to fly? Personally, I don't really want to fly. I'm, not, yeah, I'm okay. 
I'm not terrible, but I'm not great. I don't really enjoy it that much. I much more enjoy doing the other stuff. Could you be a shield mm-hmm. uh, operator? Yeah, being a shield operator in a, in a you know being one of these field phalanx shield operators in a in a in a prowler under heavy fire and having you know trying to figure that out because you got sixteen guys in the back that depend you know whose lives depend on you being able to do it right. I mean that sounds fantastic. Well, you gotta you gotta work with your pilot to figure out what the smallest cross section to avoid being shot at is. Sure, sure. I mean you're trying to point out what coming the, from exactly. Uh, so that just sounds. I mean, to me, read, read that article. I thought that was that just sounds amazing. That well, sounds like so much fun. I can't wait to get in there and do that. And it adds a yeah, uh, it cool. adds a mechanic for for dealing with fire. I mean, if that one side is impenetrable, if you're the bad guy, then you go, oh, they're firing at that side. Let's coordinate with my team to swoop around and attack from the vulnerable side. It creates sure. a, a gameplay mechanic. Exactly, exactly. So it really adds some kind of depth to the gameplay. So yeah, I, have yeah. This, I think that sounds fantastic. I'm all for it. Well, I think uh, so. The verdict is that Asperia Prowler it adds good to the game. I think so. A lot of depth to some things that maybe we hadn't really touched before. That's uh, well. That's and what what else could you it's ask? Certainly for? a striking ship. It's so different from all the styling of any other human vessels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, uh, Ace, have you any consideration for you uh, upgrading? Yeah, I know you're interested in a hoplite. You know, maybe uh, melting because it's easy. Uh, your retaliator and uh, uh, instead of a hoplite, uh, doing uh, the prowler instead, or just not your not kind of my kind of ship. Um, if I'm going to melt the hoplite, I might go back for a redeemer. Um, but I, I, I'm the 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 Prowler is a striking ship. Don't get me wrong, and I love flying my Vanguard, not Vanguard, my uh, Valkyrie and Planet Side, which is about as close as mm-hmm. I think it like gets to that sort of style. Where you just swoop in, drop off troops, get out as fast as you can, and I love that sort of mm-hmm. gameplay. But I play Strider Citizen primarily to shoot it at ships, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um. And unless we are, unless there's a late game, like late development, game development scenario where we're, where planetary landings are a common thing, I don't see myself flying the the proud that often. Hmm. Well, you are our pew pew yes. commander. Well, that's so. the thing. It's like I could see sort of a, a Star Wars Episode One like planetary landing where it's like a bunch of ships leaving a mothership to land and invade on a planet or on a continent. But I feel like seeing mm-hmm. that in Star Citizen is years away, so I don't see much interest personally in flying the Prowler. Can you can you see like half a dozen Prowlers like come you know flying across uh, the desert you know three feet above oh, the yeah. ground? I mean that that would just be that would just be terrifying, wouldn't it though? Yeah, yeah. good times. Well, um, so Jimmy and I both picked up uh, Renegades in the um, in the anniversary sale, and uh, uh, Mark, you got the Prowler Ace. Did you, you? You, I think you've already answered. You didn't make any changes, did <laughs> no, you? No, I did not make any changes. All right. Uh, we also had um, with the Thanksgiving holiday also a Steam sale. Uh, so um, a total impulse nostalgia purchase, uh, which I am delighted with. Uh, I got I picked up Descent Underground for twenty bucks, and so it was. The original Descent was my first uh, Six Degrees of Freedom game back in way back in 1995, and uh, as you guys know, it's currently in process of being rebuilt from the ground up by uh, some guys, including uh, Eric Wingman Peterson. So for twenty bucks, uh, I you know it's 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 buggy, you know. So I picked, I bought another buggy game. Um, At least you knew it was buggy going in. Yeah, really but and it's a. 
is supposed to have a single-player campaign coming soon, TM. Uh, so looking forward to that. But um, uh, anyway, it was um, it's it, it's it's a great um, it's a great uh, uh, controller game. If you want to play, you know, a simple game that you can pick up your Xbox controller and and play with, it it works really well for that. So I don't know if you guys are at all interested, but um, I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, did you guys pick up anything on the Steam sale? I did not. No, first year, first year. Oh no, I did. I picked up. Uh, wait, was that beforehand? Yeah, like the very, very first day, I picked up uh, was the new Tomb Raider: Rise of the Tomb Raider. Oh yeah, you mentioned oh, that. Oh yeah. How you how you liking that? Uh, it's it's good. Uh, I was not expecting the crafting. Oh really? There. I kind of wanted to play it just for the story. For those types of games, mm-hmm. usually they're relatively short, and I enjoy it just for the story, just going through and finding stuff. However, having said that, I enjoyed the fact that uh, within you know probably an hour of gameplay, I managed to get myself a silencer on my uh, sidearm and then promptly shot people without them knowing I'm there for the next hour and a half. So it was great. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was well played. You will be surprised how long the story is in that game. I was. Yeah, I've seen- I've seen people with it uh, that you know they've gotten 14, 15 hours, uh, and these people generally play pretty quickly through stories. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to kind of that's going to be kind of my uh, random it's game to easily play on a, easily a 15 to 20 hour game if you do all the story and then also like the dungeons and crypts and, and bits that mm-hmm. are also out there okay. and puzzles. That's that, yeah, mm-hmm. we got that. And I got mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 15. Oh man, so. we're not going to oh, see cool. you for like weeks, are we? No, well, Final, I mean Final Fantasies I've always played, so I you can't not get it. And so far, it's pretty good. It's all right. Isn't it like Graphics a mystical road trip game? I've heard things about like how their Final Fantasy character is basically going on a summer road trip. Yeah, very briefly, and then then it gets serious. Uh, but it's essentially the, the mechanic is essentially that. Yeah, so far, I've only been a couple hours in. Do not take that as a review. <laughs> Mark, well, Mark's we'll expect, review. We'll expect Final a more detailed 15. review. It's yeah. like a road trip, but then it gets serious. <laughs> but then it gets serious. I used to listen to a radio show. They used to do uh, weekly uh, movie reviews of movies we haven't seen yet. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Why are we doing this? It was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Uh, I did, I did right. vote in the Steam sale like awards, user awards thing, which was... Oh, neat. okay. Uh, they had a bunch of awards oh, okay. that you could vote for. But that's, that's as far as Steam activity. That's as far as it goes for me, so... All right. Well, I'm sure they'll have another a Steam sale soon, TM. So um, we'll keep an eye out for that. Um, forum report. Uh, we got uh, something from John this week. Uh, uh, congratulations to Avi for being mentioned on the current episode of the Tales of Citizen podcast. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. I, uh, I made note of that when... Uh, when I uh, when I was listening to their show, so uh, uh, yay to Avi uh, getting uh, getting uh, physicist props uh, for uh, for his uh, his contribution to that group. So uh, very cool. Um, and did want to make mention too uh, for our meetups. Uh, we've had a semi regular GTA Fridays uh, with uh, John, myself, Hardpoint, Fabled, Sorian, Solidus, Wolf, and Turd. Big big fun uh, the other night. Um, so if for no other reason. You just got to come out and see how Hardpoint dresses himself. It is truly frightening, and I should know I wear a pig mask. Oh wow. Yeah. May I make a mention that there has also been a huge resurgence for Planetside 2 lately? Yes, yes. I, I, I've noticed that. That's good. Um, so uh, are you guys um, uh, uh, picking a regular day to do that, or is it just sort of kind of no, uh, drop-in? I, th- I think it's drop-in, and, and part of it is that a lot of us are, are trying to 
unlock certain vehicles or equipment or weapons, and uh, and there is a new crafting and building system that's that's in the game. So oh, okay. you can build player built bases, and there's mining. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of everything for people. You can you can play a little bit of Minecraft or or Space Engineers in your planet side. Wow, oh, cool, excellent, excellent. Now, Mark, you have the GTA, right? I do have the GTA, and you ha- you still haven't come out and played it. No, you know what? Every Friday, I'm like, well, okay, but it's date night. So <laughs> yeah, there you that go. is a there rough go. one to manage. Gentlemen. Ladies take precedence. Yes, they do. Mm, the lady does right. take precedence, uh, especially on date night. So, well, I would love to. And the fact that it is later, you know what? Actually, this Friday, she's gone for the weekend. Uh, So maybe, just maybe. Well, actually, I think I can't make it this Friday because I have date night. Uh, So maybe you can fill in for me. Damn it, Glee. Put put on a pig mask and tell them you're me. (laughs) I'll do it. (laughs) Oh, my. Hi, I'm Glee. What? got weird quick. (laughs) Pig mask, we're good, right? Uh, It was pink. What, What was this? What? Oh checkered well it's close enough it's me i got bored so go to our website check out our forums uh lots of interesting articles there uh come out and uh, jump on our TeamSpeak servers uh there's usually somebody out there um, most nights uh fridays we've been doing the gta sunday night meetups uh we've you know we had we had quite a few people out there um uh playing some more gta this last sunday so um uh definitely uh you know and with 2.6 coming soon we anticipate more increasing this so get in early. Yes. All right. So now, we, guys, we have a whole bunch of new members here. So let me. I'm going to go through this as quickly as I can because I know we're coming up against it. But um, uh, we have 353 members in the group now. So that's a, a pretty sizable increase since last time. Um, if I could do math, I would tell you exactly how much. But I can't because I was educated at public school. All right. Algird joined us. He said, I actually have to thank Eve for letting me find this game. Their new update was talked about on PC Gamer and a while back, and Star Citizen was mentioned. After that, I found your podcast and have been going through the backlog for the last <laughs> month while waiting for my computer to arrive. I had just moved but was living out of a suitcase for a month until my new apartment opened up. I have only a few hours of flight time, and so far, I suck. I hope to join a few flight training sessions so that I know if it's just me sucking on my computer that's not quite up to the job. <laughs> so welcome, all, all good. It's good to have you aboard. Zigrick joined us, said, hey, looking to be part of what is looking to be the most awesome MMO space game ever. I have been wanting a game to play that morphs excellent space sims and FPS. Well, I think this that's a this is a good one. Um, I read your history and thought your organization would be an excellent would be excellent to be a part of. So welcome aboard. Wolf Larson joined us. He said, "Pick me." So we did. Uh, Dranic Black joined us. Said, "Hi guys. At last, I'm joining you guys. Would love a shout out for my organization, the V8." We have a great history. We started it after seeing Mad Max Fury Road. We're a bunch, a friendly bunch, uh, though, that are willing to help. So that's nice. Uh, he, Boy, he's got a hanger here. He's got a Drake Herald, a Banu Merchantman, an M50 Reliant, Mini Hauler. He has two Misk Prospectors. Wow. Uh, Drake Buccaneer, uh, Combo Caterpillar and Dragon pl- Dragonfly Pack, uh, more of Dragonflies, uh, Mustang Alpha AC Starter. That's nice, the uh, the uh, family truckster. And Volterrapin, Freelancer Misk, Freelancer Max, a normal freelancer, and a Super Hornet. Wow. But like me, that may change. Or he says, but like Gleep, that may change. Yes. 
Um, love the show, and it helps my work days go by faster. Sorry uh, to sorry to the only Jonto as I've started from the beginning, but do listen to the latest to keep up to date. <laughs> Additionally, this may start an interesting conversation. Do you see yourself changing how you play the game after your first character dies? For example, my first was a minor, but the younger son is a hothead now, and I may start flying a fighter and end up joining the UE or Pirates. Hmm. That is an excellent question. Let's flag that for discussion uh, on a different yeah, show. Definitely, yeah, that's, that's got all kinds of conversation. Worth discussing yeah. a little bit, I mean, yeah, yeah, a little bit about Death of a Spaceman and all that business. Yeah, and role-playing and, and you know, uh, uh, how you see yourself in the game. Yeah, excellent. So, so stay tuned for that. Celtic Reaper... Celtic Reaper said, Hi, I started listening to your podcast a month or two ago. Y'all have helped make my incredibly boring workday a little bit more entertaining. I found Star Citizen towards the end of July after Elite Dangerous started to lose its appeal. And I must say that I am completely amazed by this game, even in its current state. As I don't currently have any friends that I have managed to convince to sell their souls to this game, I am looking for a group of fun people to join, and y'all seem to fit the bill. I currently have a Cutlass Blue and a Dragonfly Black, although the chances of both surviving through the anniversary sale are slim. Well, welcome aboard with whatever ships made it out the far side of that gauntlet. Ross said, Hello, folks. I've been amped for Star Citizen since the first trailer. I grew up playing TIE Fighter and X-Wing and was so excited to see a space sim that could give me the same sense of immersion I had back then. I've never been a part of a community, of a game community before, but for Star Citizen, I want to link up with folks who are going to make the experience more fun. You all seem like a great crew, and I'm enjoying the podcast. I just upgraded from an Aurora to a Cutlass Black during the anniversary sale, and I can't wait to take it out with those guys with ships. Well, welcome aboard, Ross. Come on out and play with us. John West joined us. Said, hi, guys. Look forward to the podcast. Love your enthusiasm for all things Star Citizen. I played all the Wing Commander series in my youth, and now at nearly 50, I can't wait for Squadron 42. I own a 325A, Super Hornet, and an Aurora. <clears throat> leg. I'm not sure what an Aurora leg is. Ooh. For play in the PU. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> hmm. Is it it's really it's uh, like a leg lamp. Yeah, I was, was going to say a leg, leg lamp. lamp. Um, my favorite memory from Fred Wing G. Commander Lane. was seeing a Kilrathi carrier jump into the sector and launch all his fighters. Friendly fighters had to engage as the two cap ships closed and started to slog it out with their main weapons. Even with the limited graphics then, it was beautiful. I have been a backer since 2012. Wow, since the beginning. When I found Star Citizen, Googling to find a decent space sim to play. I am happy to wait as long as it takes for the best experience CIG can produce, and I am constantly wowed by the clips they show us. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Uh, Warm Warmind joined us. Said, "Hey, gang, been a backer since 2012, and yet haven't found a home. I have a dust-covered Aurora 300. Or dust-covered Aurora. How, how do you have dust-covered?" Uh, 300i, an M50. Freelancer Durr. Love the podcast. I've been laughing and crying along with you chaps for just over a year. Do we cry a lot? Sometimes. <laughs> you don't hear it, but yes. On the inside. I cry inside. Yeah. Beautiful. And we'll continually do so as long as you're willing. Sorry to hear about Chili Willy, Jimmy. Hope you're doing well. Ah, so love out to Chili Willy and, uh, and Jimmy. Uh, see you in the verse. 
Veltan joined us, said, found Star Citizen in 2014. I'm an ex-EVE player, and I liked that Star Citizen was going to have the complexity and more of EVE without the impersonal nature of that game. I currently have a Constellation Andromeda, P-52 Merlin, and Vanguard Warden. I'm sure I'll buy something lighter sometime, too. And the Caterpillar is looking good now. I found Versecast a couple of months ago, and the podcast has quickly become my favorite Star Citizen podcast. Personal stuff, I'm at the end of Gen X with a wife and two young boys. My wife and I are both former military. She was a Navy corpsman, and I was an aircraft maintainer for the Air Force. Now I'm in IT, and there are several of us at work that have supported Star Citizen, but I'm the only active one. Thanks for your consideration, Veltan. So welcome, Veltan. Uh, great to have, uh, have you on board. Hardwired joined us said, I'll be part- I've been participating on the Those Guys With Ships site a bit, but didn't realize I wasn't an org member. I would be glad to become official at your discretion. You are official, Hardwired. Um, how would you guys pronounce that? Schmuck? Schmuck? SMCK17. I have a Constellation Andromeda. I think this game will be fun, but I have no idea how committed I will end up being. I'm just looking for a group of players who are playing in order to have fun. I imagine being more of a freelancer along the lines of Han Solo. Exploring, having fun, and taking the jobs that I want to take are my primary goals in the game. Uh, so that's great. Um, you know, we've always said, you know, we, we are a... Um, uh, a group for folks that uh, you know they're interested, they're excited, they don't know how much they're going to be able to play, but when they are able to play, they want to uh, have a place that they can go where they're you know they can maximize their their playing time. So you know that's that's part of why we're here. Bowl of Ramen, this is my name of the week. Bowl of Ramen joined us. Said <laughs> just started listening to the podcast, and you guys seem like a fun org to be a part of. We are, and then pet the meat. No, Pete the meat. Oh, careful with that. Because it says pet in the notes, and now you're making a Pete. Which one is? Yeah, I I fixed. I fixed that. I'm sorry. Freud Freud jumped out. Yeah, moving on. Pete the meat here. I am looking to join your org. (laughs) It still sounds funny. After listening to your podcast for the past few months, I enjoy listening to your opinions of Star Citizen and the development of the game. I am an Army veteran, and I currently work in IT as a civilian. That seems to be a theme. I have purchased a Freelancer Max as my first ship. That's a nice first ship. But have recently melted it. Well, it was a nice first ship. Uh, melted it to buy a Herald and Aurora game package. I was looking forward to getting a Hull C when they would be on sale again, but the IT in me screamed to get the Herald. Yeah, there you go. I look forward to meeting you all over TeamSpeak and playing with you in the future. Well, welcome, Pete. It's good to have you aboard. So that's... Uh that's a good list of new folks to the organization. Uh, 353 strong. Uh, very, very cool. And over at the website, uh, Cannon Fodder 18 joined us, as did Wolf Larson SC Cuba. Uh, Ellen, Ellen? Ellen John? Ellen John? This is Ellen all John? one word. Okay. I say it quickly. Ellen John. Now, is that like a, a character from a game or something or a, a movie or something? I don't that I think know? so. Maybe it's two okay. people. It could be. It could be L and John. Okay, uh, Blade of uh, Akira, I suppose. Veltan Smof, uh, Bowl of Ramen. Are you losing my mind? Mighty Red Panda and Pete. So welcome everybody. Uh, come introduce yourself in the forums if you haven't already. Uh, make some contributions and um, uh, get involved. 
All right. We got some email to the show, too, uh, to the comms at Versecast. We got uh, an email from Wooten, who said, Thank you very much for the kind words regarding my glasses on the podcast. You remember, he's the guy that did the uh, the laser-cut uh, uh, glasses oh, yes. with the, the TGWS logos on them. Uh, I really do appreciate it. And so um, I'm going to post another link to this uh, forum thread. So definitely do go check it out and let him know what you think. Um, uh, he, uh, it sounds like from his email, he may uh, be uh, open to, uh, to um, uh, producing these glasses for folks that are interested. So uh, definitely go out there and uh, um, let him know uh, if, uh, if you are, in fact, interested in them. If um, he does, I would buy one in a heartbeat. Those glasses are absolutely stunning. Yeah, he is, ah. he is definitely uh, – I've actually emailed back and forth with him a couple times. Um, he is definitely interested, and he can um, – well, I won't put words in his mouth, but it sounds like he has uh, the ability to really, you know, whatever whatever kind of glass you may want, there there is a possibility that he can manage that. Uh, I'd so, love one of those TGWS glasses. Yeah, so those, if you had something in mind so in terms cool. of like the shape or the kind, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Definitely. I, I always feel I always feel reluctant to volunteer people to do stuff like that. <laughs> Congratulations, you know? you're making a thing now, whether you like it or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? You've got a business. Um, and then uh, I'm, I'm Fox, and I'm going to appre- I'm going to apologize to you now. Um, you submitted this really great question, and uh, not only um, do we not have time to get to it this week, but also I definitely want to save this for when Jimmy's with us, so that he can uh, can chime in because I know he has opinions about uh, about survival and um, uh, the survival aspects of the game. So um, we will get to this question eventually. Um, so, but just not today. All right, so um, new addition to the org hanger in my mind, 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 mind. Uh, the Avenger Titan Renegade. So um, it's uh, TGWS colors, and um, I think it's a I think it's a good uh, a good ship to loan out to folks just starting out the game. It's got cargo space in the back. It's got a, maybe a little bit of um, a little bit more uh, firepower, a little bit uh, better ability to protect itself, and um, and it looks cool. So there you go. Um, and uh, what's coming up? Uh, well, you know what? Uh, the uh, schedule report came out on Friday the 2nd, and they pushed uh, the aim date for 2.6 release to the 16th, to December 16th. Mm-hmm. So it had been the 8th, and now it's at the 16th. We won't record again until the 19th, um, but... This show will be out prior to that. So that's a long way around the barn to say what's coming up next. Well, hopefully 2.6 release uh, to the PTU or to live. Now, do you guys know, uh, uh, Jimmy and I were speculating that the aim dates in the production schedule report um, are live releases. Do you guys know if it's live release or release to PTU? I have no idea. You know, I have to apologize. I have looked at it. I cannot remember. I do know that they, the dates are uh, labeled as such. Uh, so in terms of you know, if it's a PTU, it's lo- it's listed as PTU, uh, and so forth. So I believe, and that's the last time I checked, uh, probably about a week ago. So I believe that's the way that's still set up. Um, so more than likely, that is probably going to be. If I had to, if I had to stab a guess, I'd say that's probably your PTU release. I have stopped expecting. Okay. Twenty sixteen okay. has been so strange as it is. It's like at this point, I expect the game in its entirety to release in twenty sixteen or not at all, and like everything in between. So, eh. 
Well, I don't think we're going to get uh, the Persistent Universe release in 2016. Shucks. You never know, Gleep. Yeah, you never know. Uh, don't step on a man's no, dreams. <laughs> that's right. Well, you've got 16 days left. Get busy. Uh, all right. Well, so whatever happens between now and then, it happens. And as always, uh, our Sunday meetups. Watch for them tweets. So, please go to engine.com. Engine.com. Uh, they are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's enjin.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen The Base Radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com, where you can find a broadcast of one of our shows every Saturday afternoon. You can reach the podcast by email, comms at versecast.org. On Twitter, we are at versecast. Be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. Our RSI, Star Citizen Organization, can be found at robertsspaceindustries.com slash org slash versecast. On Steam, we are those guys with ships. And please be sure to check out our gaming community website. It is versecast.org. In the immortal words of Will Rogers, even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. My name is Gleep, and all my contact information is in the show notes. Jimmy's not here, so Ace. Good night, Will Rogers. Uh, <laughs> well, that'll, that'll work. Okay. My name's Ace Sazim, and you can find all my uh, information in the show notes. I'm generally most chatty here in the team speak. Uh, currently bouncing and forth between Tomb Raider, Planetside, and Skyrim. So I'm, I'm hanging out somewhere, but usually somewhere in the channel. Um, come say hi. Cool. Yes, he is very approachable. I've approached him several times. Yep. <laughs> no? He you, you has, no, hasn't bitten you, has No, he? not really. I brought candy. It was tasty. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love chocolate? <laughs> did I did I mention that I got uh, I got a uh, a Mustang Alpha? Is it like with a camper van? It's got a soap in the back. I thought the beta. That's when I said you said that. I was like, is that the beta? Yeah. Not the Alpha. No, I got the okay. beta. I got the beta. I got the family truckster. Beta is the family truckster. Yeah. Yeah. I get I get my Greek all missed. Up. <laughs> it's a rough yeah, alpha, one. beta, gamma. It's yeah. a rough. One. Uh, no, omega comes at the end. Mark, what? Mark, I guess I better do something, huh? <laughs> uh, you, can, you can reach me at madcow one zero zero one at gmail dot com. Uh, I would not suggest using my my uh, versecast email because I lost the password and I have to talk to John Toe about getting it back. Oh, uh, he's gonna be mad. Yeah, he is. Oh, it's gonna be terrible. Hopefully, I don't have a lot of emails in there. But judging from the number I've gotten previously, I'm gonna guess Ooh. probably not. Um, <laughs> Most people it's just small thing. Most people just send me to the uh, send to the Gmail account, which is is just fine by me. Um, in theory, I should be getting them all on my phone, but you know how that goes. Uh, uh-huh. Other than that, gentlemen, I really don't have a good thing to hawk tonight. One thing I will say though is that uh, I am much more frequently on Discord anymore, just because I have several different communities I can talk to at the same time. So by mm-hmm. all means, if anyone's interested in getting a hold of me or talking with me, chatting with me about something. Uh, or mm-hmm. if you just want to weigh in on whatever crazy thing I'm saying or commenting about at the time, uh, you can find me at MadCow, that's M-A-D-K-O-W, hashtag, or pound sign, depending on how <laughs> old you are, uh, <laughs> 4531. By all my means, send me a wow. friend request. I would be happy to uh, speak with you. I just find, you know, honestly, I've been using Discord more and more, and it's just, it's very, very nice for kind of, you know, reaching, you know, hitting kind of different communities and talking to different people about stuff. So are you um, the four? Are you so the there you four thousand five hundred thirty first Mad Cow then? I think they give four digit uh, uh, you know numbers anyway. And Mad Cow generally relatively rare, so I'm going to say well with a K anyway. Uh, I'm going to say no, but uh, you never know. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. In college, I was the like nineteen hundredth of my name, so <laughs> that wouldn't surprise oh, me. Mad- 
No. <laughs> Mad Cow University? Yes. It's a lot That's of cool. bovine studies. <laughs> it is. It's a well, biological science major, so yeah, why not? You know, could be. Until next time, then, we are those guys with ships, and this has been our community podcast. Bye. Adios. What do you think Jimmy's doing right now? Uh, I don't, don't want to know. A, check the group text. Yeah, he sent us a link to his wife's thing. Oh, did he? Yeah, I, to, I'm, to, I'm sorry, to, a link to what? No, his wife. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> a project his wife has been working on. Oh. Yes. Let's, <laughs> let's get that correct. I apologize, Mrs. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs>